Today's Happy Healthy You podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash happy healthy you. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle or MP3 player. everybody, welcome to Happy Healthy You, the podcast. I'm Connie Bowman, and I'm so excited about my next guest. He is a dramatic filmmaker. He has a great video blog that he has done. I don't know if he's still doing it anymore, but we enjoyed it. After spending 29 years in network news, he's following his bliss, listening to his inner voice, and having a great time doing it. And these are all things we appreciate here at Happy Healthy You. So welcome, Mike Kravinsky. I just love you, Mike. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Oh, Connie, thank you so much. I really appreciate being here. And I might add, I, I appreciate your uh, your artistic work as well in, uh, in your acting. Well, thank you. Thank you. We're a mutual admiration society here. <laughs> so I wanted to have you on the podcast because I just love what you're doing. You know, you spent all that time in network news kind of doing the thing, you know, what, what everybody kind of does when they graduate from college they they get a job and they you know do the nine to five or whatever it was was it was it was it a nine to five job no not really i mean it actually uh you know in the film that that you're in uh that uh, it's going to be released soon uh you know the, the, the main character nicole uh works in network news mm-hmm. and a lot of the uh uh anecdotal moments that are in the film are actually things that I experienced. Uh, and one of them was uh, that I worked uh, an overnight shift for an extended period of time. Wow. Uh, so no, the, uh, the, you know, the nine to five is, you know, it just does not happen in, in news as, you know, say, you know, doctors or nurses or something like that. It's sure. just a 24 hour, seven day a week thing. So you, so you let all that, left all that behind, and now you're following your bliss by becoming, you are a filmmaker, you're a bona fide filmmaker. I worked on your first film, The Next Nick, which is now available on all kinds of, at all, on all kinds of platforms, really, right? Where is right. It, The it, Next well, Nick it's, now? It's available on uh, Amazon and on Distrify, uh, uh, snag snag but, films snag. and yeah but it's also available on snag films uh for uh for free uh but just be sure to buy everything you see advertised everything <laughs> of course we always do right <laughs> <laughs> so the next nick was your first film and it really it had a lot of success in the film festival circuit before you uh released it to the world right oh yeah uh it actually um it did well, uh, you know, medium uh, to small festivals. It did uh, terrific. It also was at the uh, Trail Dance Film Festival in uh, Oklahoma, which uh, it did just great. I was just really, really pleased. It was a good crowd there. Uh, and because of that, because it, had, you know, hit all these nice festivals, I, I got some, you know, as I say, I got the, uh, the nice distribution deal with, uh, with Snag Films. Yeah, yeah. And that was such a fun film. And I love the subject matter, which... I, you know, it's just close to our a lot of our hearts right now, and it, it's reflective of what you did. Um, the main character, Larry Kravinsky, he uh, <laughs> was fired. 
No, Larry. No, Larry Kravinsky. Larry Zimmerman. Larry Zimmerman. <laughs> it could have been Larry Kravinsky. It could, yeah, well, yeah, you're right. So, but you weren't fired. But he, he was fired just abruptly from his job. And um, then he goes on to pursue his bliss, which, he, you know, after working for so long, he really wasn't sure what it was. And um, it's just a great film. I, I hope everybody will, will see the next Nick because um, I had such a good time working on it. And uh, how did you come up with that idea? Besides your own experience, obviously. Well, you know, after I left, you know, I was at ABC, as you said, I was at ABC News for 29 years. And uh, when I left, you know, the, the whole situation with downsizing and, uh, and TV news, um, they, uh, they basically were offering buyouts to people. Uh, and I was fortunate enough to get one. And uh, fortunate, you know, a lot of people would say, I can't believe you left ABC News, but the, the, you know, I had done enough and, you know, I had saved enough that, you know, I couldn't live high on the hog, but, you know, I knew that, that, you know, I could always go back to freelancing if I ever got myself in trouble. And because I really wanted to try something new. And at first I started doing these video blogs, uh, and they got a, an okay following. It was nice, but I realized that I was basically doing the exact same thing that I did at ABC uh, on my own. And, uh, you know, I said, you know, I should get a little bit out of my comfort zone here. And, you know, one of the things, one of my fantasies when I was in my 20s, you know, I'm, I'm 60 now. Uh, one of my fantasies when I was in my 20s and I was just starting out was I wanted to be a filmmaker. I mean, I even had uh, thoughts about spending a year when I got the job at ABC spending a year at ABC and then moving out to Los Angeles. But, you know, one thing led to another. It's a great place to work and the people and the experiences. It was just wonderful. Uh, but I had done it. And, you know, so it was time to move on. And so when I got this buyout and I kind of experimented a little bit with, with doing my own video blog, I said, you know, just what, if, what did I want to do? I wanted to make films. And, and, you know, I will tell you, you know, what I what I had with um, my experiences at ABC really brought a lot to helping me, you know, get into narrative filmmaking. Uh, but I still had a lot to learn. You know, I mean, you know, newscasters working with actors, you know, needing uh, to set the moment for the actors so they could dive into their roles, you know, that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, the whole thing about news is, you know, you have to have, there has to be truth to this. And, you know, some people would argue, yeah. but, uh, uh, that, but, uh, you know, the fact is, is that, you know, you have to have, uh, you know, the facts and you can't deviate from the facts. And, but with films, you can pretty much do anything you want. Yeah. And that was sort of something that I had to, had to figure out so you but. you delved into your own creative uh self and you you know you talked about stepping out of your comfort zone but you seem to be pretty comfortable in that role was it really difficult at the beginning when you started writing and and start thinking about producing well you know you know it is difficult to a degree but you know the fact of the matter is is that you know the one thing i learned at abc the one thing that i've always taken with me is that you basically you got to trust the people around you and you know i i have been really really fortunate you know particularly in the dc area where you would think that there's not a lot of 
uh, film talent uh, here. The fact is, is that there really is. There's a lot of really good actors. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of really good crew uh, who get it. And, you know, you basically just sort of say, this is what I want, and then step back. And, you know, people come up with, you know, the actors come up with these, like, really great uh, uh, ideas to bring more life to the character, the the crew, the DP, the audio, you know, the set design people, they all bring something that adds a lot of, of character to whatever you're doing. And if you just step back and you give them a lot of leeway and you don't try to micromanage, you really get something great. Yeah, you try the right people and then you trust that it unfolds. That's yeah. huge. That's huge. And you learn that really fast. So, Well, the thing is, I learned that at ABC. You know, oh, there's okay. A point, okay. There's a point, you know, one of the things that I brought with me, you know, you know, tr- you, you just got to trust the people that are around you. You know, you hire the best people that you can afford, you know, and then you, you just let them go, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as long as they are staying on, you know, your your trajectory, if you give people enough leeway and, you know, enough flexibility and, you know, you welcome other ideas, you get a really great product because everybody wants, everybody wants whatever they're doing to succeed. Sure, sure. And, uh, you know, so, you know, just saying, you know, like, like in, the, in the new film, um, you know, I had one of the characters I had kind of envisioned as a kind of a you know, a, a slacker and a, you know, kind of a old hippie kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. but, but the character, you know, uh, the, the character of, uh, Tyler, uh, Josh Adams, uh, he changed it and I, he was starting to do it for me and I was about to stop him, but I realized, you know, he's, this is actually a really good way of, of a lot more depth to the character, Yeah, you yeah. know? And so I let him go with it. Yeah, you know, and and you did the same thing in the next Nick. I mean, I you know I had this image of who uh, Emma, uh, your character was, um, but then you started bringing other things to it, and you know you you in effect you know even though she was someone who on the surface you know you might uh, uh, say oh okay she's not she's not really empathetic or anything like that, but you made her an empathetic person. You know, you you know, in the way you portrayed, the way him. you brought the script forward, brought you know, read the lines, and did, you know, and did your acting. Yeah, Emma was a bitch with layers, right? Well, a bitch <laughs> with layers. That's exactly right. All right, let's talk about geographically desirable because um, that film, I just love the subject matter, and now I want to move to Floyd, Virginia, where you filmed it. <laughs> How'd you come up with the idea for geographically desirable? Well, you know, I at the time I was kind of. Uh, you know, I, I I like writing and directing only because when I'm writing, I kind of envision what I'm doing. Uh, and so I there was a few ideas that I was tossing around. But the one thing that everybody told me is like, write about what you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and what I know is TV news. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I um, uh, started going forward with this script and I was like, OK, you know, what do we need? What does this character need to give her a sense of, of uh, being a hard charger? Okay, well, you know, she's a woman in her mid-30s who just lives and breathes television news. Okay, well, that, that we've got. Okay, but what is the kink that we can put in there? Okay, how about that she's such a team player that she doesn't complain about the fact 
that she, for the last two years she's been on the overnight shift. Which you knew uh, about. <laughs> and, you know, and everything that comes with that. And so from there, it's just started like just falling into place. You know, it's like, you know, okay, we need to create a fish out of water thing. Okay, well, what do we do with that? It's like, how about if she gets a house in a small town is willed to her and in the process of her world, which is just basically TV news, uh, you know, because that's she lives and breathes that stuff. Uh, she now is placed into a small town with uh, a bunch of, you know, folks that are that that live the small town life or country, you know, country like. But also, there are like these kind of hippies and uh, you know artists that that you know something that she's just not used to. The antithesis of what she her life right, is all right. about, and really. Her, her fish out of water moment. Yes. Yeah. And you know, okay, so so. But, but she, you know, but after getting the house, she's now forced to come back on several occasions to sell it. But then also along with this house, she gets a dog, <laughs> you know, a dog is, is willed to her. Yeah. And, uh, so now she has all these responsibilities that are taking away from the thing that she thinks she wants television news, yeah. but, but, you know, she starts growing into it and, you know, she starts being respectful of, you know, the, the differences. And there she also has a, a, you know, meets a young gentleman. Who, of course, of course, of course. Of don't course, give too much course. away now, Mike. No. Uh, I don't want to give too yeah, much yeah, away. Yeah. But, what but, I love about this story, Mike, is it's it's sort of the story of the universe conspiring to put her where she is supposed to be. Right. It, and Well, see, but that's the thing. I, I don't want to give the end away. Right. But right. I will tell you that that, you know, uh, you know, there, there's, you, you don't know how it's going to end. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to to see it. Now, um, are you kind of a spiritual guy? Because this is a, this is a, this is a story of that. I mean, did that happen with you in your life when you were, when you were taking the leap of faith to, to do this thing, this filmmaking career that you'd always wanted to do, and you felt like it wasn't in your comfort zone. Did you have a sense that, uh, as Joseph Campbell says, when you follow your bliss, the doors start to open? Right, right. Uh, well, you know, I don't know if the doors open. You know, it's, it's a nice sentiment. But, <laughs> but, the, but the one thing I do know is that if you don't do something that you've had in the back of your mind at some point, you're really going to regret it. Like, you know, I, I, I hope, I hope Geographically Desirable does well. I think it's a really great film. You know, I, I took a lot from the next Nick, you know, and I added to this, you know, it's, it's sort of my school, my, you know, it's how I'm growing. Um, but the one thing I do know is that you will regret if you don't do something that you've really pondered your whole life. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, and, you know, and we've all been through this, you know, like uh, there's a, you know, a woman or a girl when you're in your teens, you know, that you want to ask out on a date and you don't, you know, because you're nervous and then you regret it, yeah. you know, or there's a, a concert that you wanted to go to that you don't feel like going, you know, you sort of want to go, but you don't. And then you realize that, you know, your friends got to meet the band members, you know, I mean, there's all sorts of little things that, you know, you regret not doing. Yeah. Don't uh, die with your music in you. I like that saying. Yeah. yeah. Say, say again. 
Don't Die with Your Music in You. Exactly. Like oh, I like that. I know. You can have that one. I don't, yeah. I don't oh, think it was mine to start with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, you know, try, you know, I mean, at least you can say you tried. Right. And to me, that's what, and obviously, you know, the, the hope is, is that, you know, you're successful. And I will say that at my age, uh, you know, sure, you know, it's nice to be, uh, you, you know, it'd be nice to make a lot of money off of it. And certainly that is a measure of, of success. Uh, but to me, I, it would be nice to make some money, um, but just know that I, you know, the people really like what you did. Right. You right. know, the people who have seen it say, oh, I love that film. You know, I mean, that to me, that would be, that would be great. That would be terrific. Right. You the know? money is a measure of external success, but the internal success is a whole different thing. And, and regardless, I mean, the relationships that we make when we're you know, working together. And, and those are the important things too. So right, right. although the film is going to be really great and I had such a great time, I can't wait to see what you did with it. So uh, um, you're going to, Oh, Connie, ah, you're, you're going to love Mandy store. Yeah. <laughs> She's a whippersnapper. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to get too much away, but, but Mandy is, uh, she's a, she's a hoot. <laughs> okay. So, so what are your plans for geographically desirable? Well, I've submitted uh, to a number of film festivals, uh, basically between now and uh, early January. Uh, it's just in film festivals, uh, hopefully. And, uh, you know, after that or during that time, I'm also going to be reaching out to distributors. And, you know, you know, my thought is, is that I'm not necessarily, I'm not like wedded to this and, you know, I, I need to have total control. I, I really don't need to have, you know, to own it and to, you know, to make all the critical decisions and stuff like that. I would love to be able to sell it to a distributor um, and then take that money and do another one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Just keep or, building on it. Or say uh, somebody says, oh, really, I like your, your style. I like your films. Uh, you know, here's some money. Go do one for us. Yeah. Uh, you know, go write and direct something for us. And to, to me, that would be just wonderful. That would yeah. be awesome. That's and, and I might add, you know, I could have a real budget and pay people what they're actually worth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you just keep building on it. It's great. What advice would you have for aspiring filmmakers coming up or even even trying to do it later in life? Well, you know, I, I, I will say that... Um, the, the technology, I mean, you go back to the technology, I mean, the technology is such that really you can, you know, it doesn't really matter your age uh, and it doesn't, you know, you know, because filmmaking used to be such an expensive uh, venture. Right. Uh, and it really isn't now. Uh, and so, you know, my feeling is, is that, you know, uh, you know, if you want to be a writer, director, write a little script, you know, get some friends, you know, find somebody who will hold the camera and, you know, just do something small just to feel like you can, you know, just to just to test the waters. You know, I, I mean, I tested the waters with ABC for 29 years, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, so I felt pretty confident going into uh, narrative filmmaking, uh, you know, because I just, 
I knew how the big show ran. I knew how to do it as a small show. And, uh, but, you know, if you haven't had that experience before, you know, I wouldn't, you know, I really wouldn't invest a lot of money in the first time, but I, I would do it, you know, you know, every aspect of filmmaking is fun, uh, to me, you know, the writing, you know, you're just coming up with a story and rewriting it and making it kind of fun. Uh, and then the, the production itself can be really a hoot if you've got a great, you know, cast and crew, uh, and then post-production. And so I would just, you know, tell people just, you know, if you're thinking about it, just test the waters, you know, do a five minute short. Uh, it doesn't have to be good. You know, <laughs> uh, you, know it, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect and, you know, it, but you know what, you'll feel pretty good about it. You know, everybody's ego will, will tell you that like, you know, you'll, you'll just say, this is great. I'm really enjoying this. Yeah. And then as you do it more, you'll get more experience, you know, like people who do anything, uh, to me, um, don't have to be, you know, geniuses at it. They just have to love it enough to do it a lot because eventually they will get good at it. Yeah. Yeah. And one foot in front of the other, because things really unfold as you, if you just kind of do one step at a time, that's what I found. Right. Right. Exactly. And I mean, because, you know, it's funny. I I remember years, you know, decades ago, my brother and I drove across country you know, we drove from Philadelphia to L.A. And uh, uh, the entire time we were driving, we kept going, we're going to L.A., we're going to L.A., we're going to L.A. We get mm-hmm. to L.A. and it was great and all. But we look back on it and what was really fun was the drive. The drive, yeah. Being you know, together. I mean, you just enjoy the process. Enjoy, enjoy the experience. Don't rush to, to an end result. Yeah. Great advice. Great advice. You're so inspiring. I just think this is awesome. And your movies are good too. So, and I like being cast. So, well, and, and I like having you. You're, well, you're just, you're just great. Aw, thank you. So are you. So, where, how can we find more information about you and geographically desirable? And if somebody is interested in being cast in your next film, even, how can we find? Uh, well, find you? if you want to be cast in my next film, you know, being a DC resident is always good. Uh, or, you know, D.C. area, uh, because uh, I like D.C. But um, uh, I would say if you, we have the Geographically Desirable Facebook page. Okay. And like uh, it. let's see, there's the, uh, and then there's the website, which you can get to at uh, geodesire.com. Okay. And we'll just keep uh, keep on the lookout for the uh, film festivals as they start coming in. And, oh, yeah. And we yeah, can those, see them there. You know, and... we're just... You know, now now is just the waiting game. You know, all the DVDs have been sent out, and and uh, now we just, you know, I, I'll probably go to Rehoboth and hang out for a while. And sweet, that and sounds check, good. Check my email. <laughs> check your email. Well, I remember when the next next started the the festival started coming in. That was so exciting that that they came in. It really is. It really is. You yeah. go to these things, and you, you know, you like people. You know, they watch the film and they, you know, afterward, they, they have questions for, for like me and they, the actors and the crew. And, you know, how did you shoot this or how did why did you act this way? And uh, it's really fun when people want to know the details. Yeah. Yeah. And that's part of the journey. So yeah. so good luck with Geographically Desirable. I'm excited. We're going to have a private screening in a couple of weeks and then right. the Floyd right. and screening. Then, and we go to we have a private screening for cast and crew. Uh, in a couple of weeks, and then uh, right after that, we go. We all go to uh, Floyd, Virginia, and uh, have a, a 
well, a semi-public screening. I don't know if you want to call it a public screening because it, it's really for the people of Floyd. Yeah, because they, uh, they were part of the cast. <laughs> they, uh, Floyd was amazing. They, we basically took over the town of 425 people. Yeah. And uh, and probably about 150 people served as extras. So they just the sweetest people. Great town. Just lovely, lovely place. Yeah. We should talk a little bit about Floyd, maybe maybe give them a little plug. It's a little sure. place in. Tell, tell us about Floyd. Well, Floyd, uh, you know, I was originally shooting. I was looking to shoot in a small town. And, uh, you know, when I realized that my budget was really I needed to be driving distance you know, to, to this location for everyone. I couldn't really fly people out and stuff. Uh, I started looking for, I basically Googled small artsy town, Virginia. And, uh, and Floyd is the first thing that came up and I'm reading about this place. And I like, I was like, this is the place. This is amazing. You know, I mean, everything about it. And I go down there and I talk to the people at the chamber of commerce and here's the thing they were telling me about how the businesses would love to get involved and the people who live there would love to get involved. And it's, you know, this kind of charming, quirky town, all low buildings and stuff like that, just really beautiful facades and, of all the buildings. But here's the thing that put me, I said, I got to shoot there. Jason Gallimore, who also served as a producer uh, on the film, uh, basically at the end of our meeting at the Chamber of Commerce, he, he says... To me, he goes, oh, you know, we only have one traffic light in town. I go, yeah, I know. I saw that. (laughs) He goes, uh, he goes, well, I just want you to know that, you know, the town controls that traffic light. And I go, really? He goes, yeah. So if you need that light to change on cue for you, we can do that. And I was like. I love this place. They're willing to, to have traffic jams for me. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and a lot of people have transplanted down to Floyd, I guess, some and just for the slower lifestyle and the bluegrass music and, oh, yeah. and well, the arts. Big, and... It's a big music place. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and it's right on the Blue Ridge Parkway. So what a lot of people do is they like they do a drive, this kind of leisurely drive on the on the Blue Ridge. And then stop in Floyd, uh, particularly like for the uh, Friday Night Jamboree at the Floyd Country Store, <laughs> which so I might awesome. add, we reenacted on Wednesday night uh, when we were shooting there. That and, is so awesome. Uh, had, what is it, about 60 extras from Floyd. Wow. Um, and, uh, you know, but they have like like these amazingly great restaurants there and, and you know, uh, you know, local artisans, they have stores that sell their crafts. It's just a just a sweet little place. Yeah, yeah. So if you happen to be in the Floyd, Virginia area on June 7th, catch our... Uh, you should. Our you should. We're, we're going to be showing sneak preview Kelly Farm uh, on June 7th, uh, which is a Saturday starting at 730 when the, basically we uh, we got a big screen and a big field. And uh, <laughs> it's so Floyd. So you know, Floyd. it is so Floyd. And so we'll be watching the movie Under the Stars. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And all that information is on the Geographically Desirable website and the Facebook yep. page. Like the Facebook page. And, and yeah, support the film. Thank you, Mike Kravinsky. Your story is very inspiring. And I'm sure all my happy, healthy you listeners will be equally inspired as have I been. So. <laughs> all right. Well, I will see you soon at the screening. So yes, thank ma'am. you. All right. Take care. Thank you so much.